You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. I wasn't the best mom on the planet, but I promised her that I would never, ever, ever let her down ever again. I hope she's proud of me for trying to get it right the second time around with her children. Hey, welcome back. So today's real crime story is about 26-year-old Christine Shetty, a mother of three from Delaware. She was murdered November 12, 2007. Christine started dating her friend, Levi. She meets Levi's friends, Tia and her boyfriend, Clarence. Christine becomes good friends with Tia. In 2003, Christine gives birth to Levi's son and eventually another one. But their relationship turns dark and Levi becomes controlling. He couldn't take care of my daughter. He wasn't taking care of his kids. Basically, he's just a bum. He didn't really do anything. He had Christine just under his thumb. If he would say, jump, she would jump. Christine, get me this. Christine, get... And yes, she would. She wanted somebody to love her. I think she had the misconception that he's going to change. November 2007, Christine reaches out to Tia. She decides to spend a few days away from Levi, and she never told him where she was going. Tia's 16-year-old cousin, Justin, was staying there too. Christine calls her mother. I said, I love you, and she said, I love you back. It's the last time I heard from her. Clarence calls Christine's mother to tell her Christine is missing. I said, well, have you looked around the property? He said, I've looked everywhere, 60-something acres. And he said, I, did, I can't find her. What do you mean she's missing? How can she be missing? After I had spoken to Junior, I knew something was wrong. She would never leave her children, ever. Her mother calls the police to file a report. The police go to the farmhouse in Pocomoke City, Maryland. They talk to Tia, her boyfriend Clarence, and her cousin, Justin. They tell police Christine was having problems with her boyfriend, Levi. And they tell police they don't know where she is. The police search the house. Christine's boyfriend, Levi, is the number one suspect because Levi was abusive towards her. The police bring him in for questioning. He tells police they were going to get back together the day she went missing. Levi reported that he had received a call from Christine and she said that she wanted Levi to come get her and the kids. He offered to go and get her that night, but she said, no, it's late. I can wait till tomorrow. So he went to work the next day. And then by the time he got off from work, he had found out that Christine was missing. He gives police Christine's notebook. Christine wrote a note thanking Tia for letting her stay there. The police think it was child abandonment and they file a charge against Christine. They think Christine deliberately left her kids. 
Christine's mother, Lynn, thinks the police are wrong and her daughter is missing. I knew we weren't going to find her alive. Didn't know where we would find her, how we would find her, but I knew she wasn't alive. It was just a gut instinct. She calls a reporter and organizes search parties. She sets up an appointment with Psychic Sisters. My professional title is Psychic Criminal Investigator. We like to be known as the Psychic Vincent Sisters. I was optimistic they could help us. Some clue, maybe something would come to them to guide us to where we could find Christy. There's several tools that we use. We'll use a sense of clairvoyance, a sense of feeling and vision. They tell her they are seeing something dark. I smell fire. And then I start seeing an image. It was a person. So when I see those images, I put them together. We felt that this person liked to set a lot of fires. And that Christine is dead. They tell her that they see a name, Tia. And they tell her that Tia is involved in Christine's disappearance. Lynn calls Tia, but Tia refuses to talk to her. She sends messages to Tia to get answers and starts sending messages to Tia's friends online. Some of Tia's friends start to respond. They tell her that Tia is involved. Tia, her boyfriend Clarence, and her cousin Justin leave the farmhouse. January 28, 2010, Lynn receives a letter. An inmate in a Tennessee prison tells her he knows what happened to Christine. The inmate is Clarence, Tia's boyfriend. Faced with 15 years in prison for arson, he decides he will tell police where Christine's body is in exchange for a deal. In an effort to try to get out of jail sooner, Junior told her that he had information that would lead to the discovery of Christine's body. The letter implied, without outright saying it, that she was deceased and that he knew where she was. The police tell him if he passes the polygraph test, they'll make a deal. However, he fails the polygraph test. He confirms that Christine is dead. He tells police that he did not kill Christine, but he knows where Christine's body is. Over two years of looking for my daughter and hitting roadblocks and then overcoming roadblocks and, and hitting more, it was like we're finally going to get somewhere. A secluded area behind a bed and breakfast in Snow Hill, Maryland called River House Inn. Both Junior and Tia had worked there. Tia worked as a housekeeper there, and Junior worked just doing general maintenance. February 19, 2010, police were searching the area, and they find Christine's body. They confirmed it was her with dental records. After two years, they finally find Christine's body in a shallow grave. Apparently, her boyfriend Clarence was involved in a sexual relationship with Christine. Clarence tells police that Justin saw them talking, got jealous, and killed her. He had a crush on Christine and thought that he was in love with her. Junior says that he was talking to Christine after Christine and Justin had had an argument. Justin had returned, saw the two of them talking. Justin had a lot of anger issues. He hit Christine in the head with a shovel, killing her. Justin tells police that Clarence killed her. Tia wasn't there when she was killed. 
but helped them hide her body. Tia said that she went along because she was scared, but I don't really believe that. She had ample opportunity over the course of years to disclose that she knew where Christine was and who was involved in her murder, and she never told anybody. Either way, they were all involved. Clarence is sentenced to 30 years. Tia is sentenced to seven and a half years. And Justin refused to make a deal because he knows Clarence is the one that killed her. But he's sentenced to 30 years. Junior ended up doing essentially a tandem plea agreement with Tia. He would plead guilty to first degree murder. She would plead guilty to accessory after the fact. Okay, thanks for listening. If you like it, please subscribe. It's never going to be enough, ever. It's never, ever going to be enough. But I don't want to have to worry about them. That's part of closure. I don't want them to run my life. I don't want to be a victim. I want to be a survivor. And I got three grandchildren I got to look after. I miss her every day. Christine was a very devoted mother, daughter, niece, friend sister, granddaughter. Okay, thank you so much for joining me on this week's Real Crime Story. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com. That's crystal with a K for some murder merch. I sell t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. And if you use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15 at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire order. Orders over $50 get free shipping, so check it out. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye.